Welcome to Exhibition, an Xbox podcast, episode number 87. My name is Samuel Adams, and if you've been with the show for a while, you'll know that I try and keep things positive. I like to keep the energy high. I'm an optimist as often as I can be, but there's no getting around it. This week was packed with a lot of negative news, and this is going to be a somewhat negative episode of the show. I mean, we have layoffs coming from Microsoft and in other areas across the gaming industry. We have the future of Halo really being thrown into question, and on top of that, the development on a major game, although it may not be major in the public eye anymore, is finally winding down in Marvel's Avengers. So a lot of big topics to dive into today, but hopefully this is going to be the bottom as we look to the mountain to climb through 2023 because we still have a very exciting year to look forward to. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into it. I want to start this show by giving my best to everybody impacted by layoffs over the course of the last few weeks, because I know that I've seen a ton of headlines of companies in tech and in gaming media and even outside of the gaming space starting to lay people off as we enter a very uncertain economic season in 2023. And so just this past week alone, we've seen 10,000 people from Microsoft, 12,000 people from Google. A couple of weeks ago, we saw 18,000 people from Amazon. And those are just the biggest companies that are driving the biggest headlines. And I think that when we talk about these big numbers like this, like I'm about to on this podcast, it's very easy to lose the humanity of it. It's very easy to forget that these aren't just numbers on a spreadsheet. These are 10,000 people at Microsoft. These are 12,000 people at Google that have families, that have hobbies, that need to put food on the table. Um, And so as we talk about these layoffs, as we talk about the shifts that are coming to these development studios after these layoffs, I do want to also take this moment to acknowledge the fact that these are people that need to land on their feet and that need new opportunities. So if you're scrolling through Twitter and you're in the gaming space and you see somebody that's leaving a big studio or you see somebody that's talking about being displaced, Think about how you can reach out to them, whether it's just through some kind words or potentially offering a route for them to apply to a new role that may be a good fit for them. I think it's important that in these very uncertain times, uh, we all come together to help each other out. Moving over into the Xbox side of this conversation, the gaming division at Microsoft was not immune from this week's round of layoffs either, with positions impacted at 343, Bethesda Game Studios, and the Xbox marketing team, amongst others throughout the company. And so the head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, had a little bit to say about that in an email to staff that he sent very late in the week, in which he wrote, quote, This has been a difficult week across Microsoft and here inside our teams. Now that many of the one-on-ones and team conversations have happened, I want to take a moment to reiterate the message that you heard from your leaders. This is a challenging moment in our business, and this week's actions were painful choices. The gaming leadership team had to make decisions that we felt set us up for the long-term success of our products and business, but the individual results of those decisions are real. I know that hurts. Thank you for supporting our colleagues as they process these changes. Over the coming weeks, we will have many opportunities to connect and answer your questions, including the monthly gaming update next week for teams who attend that meeting. And I'm in close contact with teams at ZeniMax to provide support. The GLT and I are committed to being as transparent as we can. Moving forward with ambiguity is challenging, but I am confident that together we will get through this difficult moment in time. 
Xbox has a long history of success thanks to the work you do in service of our players, creators, and each other. Your work is so deeply appreciated and valued in these times of change and is integral to our business momentum. I am confident in our future and proud to be a part of this team, but also conscious that this is a challenging time and I want to thank you for everything you do here. End quote. Signed, Phil Spencer, head of Xbox. This is a really difficult conversation to have, and I'm not just talking about between Phil Spencer and his teams. I'm talking about between you and I as well, because I'm just a novice podcaster. I don't have any kind of inside information. I don't have the business documents here that showcase how the financials are looking at Xbox and if there do, in fact, need to be layoffs. It's not my job to decision that, and I'm thankful for that every day. What I will say is that this is what Phil Spencer's job is. This is what the gaming leadership team is there to do. They are the ones that review this and make the calls. And I think that so often when we see Phil at the award shows, when we see Todd Howard standing next to Phil, various events, things that pop up on the Twitter timeline throughout the week, we see these things and they humanize these people because they are humans, they are people, they are behind the scenes making the magic happen, but they're also businessmen. Microsoft is paying all of these individuals to be stewards of their business. And when it comes to being a steward of your business, that also means making the wisest financial decisions that ultimately benefit the company the best in the long run. That's what these people are paid to do. That's why they're paid to make the decisions that they're making. And that's a really tough pill to swallow. And I say all of these things fully knowing and fully seeing the fact that there's also a $69 billion acquisition going down at the exact same time. The company that's laying off 10,000 people is also spending $69 billion to acquire Activision Blizzard. That's tough. The long-term future of the company, I fully understand why you're focusing on acquiring Activision Blizzard. In the short term, though, as a human being, it sucks to see these people losing their jobs, once again, some of which have been with the company for 15 or 20 or more years. That's tough, and that's all I'm going to say. On the 343 side of this conversation, it has gotten wild, and I'm talking about wild, because once these layoffs had been announced, immediately reports began to circulate that the single-player campaign team under 343 that was working on Halo Infinite had been hit heavily by these layoffs. On top of that, within a few hours, reports began to circulate that Joseph Staten, the director of Halo Infinite, was being moved to Xbox Publishing. So once again, just to recap, single-player campaign team gutted, Joseph Staten moved away from 343 entirely. And Joe Staten is a longtime Halo veteran, many of which considered to be one of the main stewards of the franchise. I mean, if anybody knows Halo... It's Joseph Staten, and I love what he's done with Halo Infinite. I think that he's done as well as he could, and he was kind of a shining light on the team, in my opinion. But those two pieces of news began to emerge. Now, we have confirmation of neither of those officially. Joseph Staten has tweeted out and said he's fully focused on supporting the team. That makes sense because he's had a team that has had some layoffs. Be there for the people. Don't talk about the future that you're going to be facing in the next couple of months. So I think that's a great hallmark of a really good leader right there. But we now have the confirmation in the 11th hour from the at Halo Twitter account that reads, quote, Halo and Master Chief are here to stay. 343 Industries will continue to develop Halo now and in the future, including epic stories, multiplayer and more of what makes Halo great. Signed Pierre Hintz, the studio head at 343. 
I love the fact they've gotten ahead of the bad press. Just as news began to circulate, they have finally put out this statement. And I'm guilty of also spreading this news around because, again, it was something that was baffling. I mean, when you have GameSpot and other outlets reporting that 343 may no longer be on Halo development, that's like saying that Call of Duty is no longer going to be under Infinity Ward. I mean, of course, you have Treyarch and Sledgehammer and Raven, but when it comes to Call of Duty, Infinity Ward is Infinity Ward. And so... My question to you is that now that we know Halo is staying with 343, what does the future look like for this franchise? Because in my opinion, there is so much uncertainty right now. That's what's on the thumbnail of this video. I don't know if I can trust 343 to continue developing Halo in the trajectory that it needs to go. And I've seen many podcasts of people talking about this. Where does Halo need to go? What needs to happen with the game? Ultimately, it needs to be put into the hands of a development studio that can deliver on the experience that fans deserve. And when you look back at the three Halo games that 343 has created, I'm not talking about the Master Chief Collection because they've done pretty great with that. But those are kind of different. They're foundationally bungee, but just kind of modernized by 343. When you come and look at Halo 4, 5, and Infinite, none of those live up to the Halo games that we experienced back in the day. Am I looking at it through rose-colored glasses? Have times changed and expectations shifted? Potentially. But no one can argue that Halo 4, 5, or Infinite live up to their comparative counterparts today. You can't look at Halo and say that lives up to a battlefield or that lives up to a Call of Duty. It's just not on the same level. And so, while these games aren't necessarily bad, I think the majority of them, in fact all three of them, are good. They're nothing more than that. And I love Halo Infinite. I really do. I've spent 11 days with the game. And I've seen some people on Twitter spending 13, 15 or more. It's just not where the franchise needs to be. In my humble opinion, and again, this is just one, again, novice podcaster, I think that Halo should take some time off. Microsoft could put this franchise on ice for a minute, revamp the team at 343. And I've said it before and I'll say it again, 343 is nothing more than a name. You can bring in veteran developers, you can flesh out the team, you can do so many things to shift the composition of that team that can revolutionize the development and pretty much build an entirely new studio if you want to. But let 343 bake for a minute. As the saying goes on TikTok, let them cook. And say, let's do maybe a soft reboot. Because the story that they've created with 4, 5, and Infinite, it's alright. I don't know where they're going with it. I didn't think the story for Halo Infinite was that great whatsoever. Maybe a soft reboot. Maybe telling a different period of Chief's life. Maybe getting back to the basics. And going back and taking some of those core campaign callouts from like First Strike or something like that that are iconic for the Halo lore. Go back, dig deeper. And think more deeply about how you're telling the story of Chief. Those are just my two cents here. I'm rambling and I don't want to keep talking about this for too long. But I would love to know what you think down below. While it's not, should Halo be given to another developer? Should Microsoft experiment and see what the people want? Should we get to see what it could look like if id Software or Machine Games made a Halo franchise? And had the backing and the blessing of 343, I would love to know what you think down below. Obsidian Entertainment is a name in the gaming industry that can bring around a lot of different emotions for a lot of different people, depending on the kind of game you associate Obsidian with. So for some people, that might be Pillars of Eternity. For other people, that might be The Outer Worlds. But for others, there may be a small little indie game that rings a bell called Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, that one's pretty massive. And so for a lot of people, New Vegas is their favorite Fallout game and the best Fallout game that they've played. Other people can't stand it. It's kind of divisive in that way. But 
Microsoft acquired Obsidian back in 2018. Then, a couple of years later, they acquired Bethesda. The trick here is that Bethesda owned and owns the rights to the Fallout IP, meaning that potentially Obsidian could go back and make Fallout New Vegas 2 or potentially just be involved in another Fallout game. That's something that has excited fans since this news broke a couple of years ago. I have good news, my friends. Earlier this week, we got the confirmation once again that that is not happening. Sorry to get your hopes up there, but we do have interest, and interest is always the beginning of a project potentially happening. So, Fargus Urquhart, I believe I said that correctly, the Obsidian Entertainment CEO, sat down with Game Pressure, as reported on here by Video Games Chronicle, where they asked him, what's the potential for a new Fallout game coming from Obsidian? And he said, quote, we are not working on Fallout, and we haven't even started talking about what it would be. Our plate is pretty full with Avowed, Grounded, and Outer Worlds too." I don't know when we're going to start talking about new games, maybe towards the end of next year. We just have to wait and see what's going on. That's the best way to say it. There's nothing in the plans, nothing on the piece of paper that says that. But I'll stick to what I said. I would love to make another Fallout before I retire. I don't know when that is. I don't have a date of my retirement. It's funny. You can say I'm already 52 or only 52. It's one of those, depending on the day. My hope is that'll happen, but we'll have to wait and see. Video Games Chronicle also goes back to an interview with Fallout New Vegas' director Josh Sawyer on Kinda Funny Games, who said, I love Fallout, I love the setting, I could see myself working in it again, but you know, we'll see where the future takes me. All of that's very exciting. So my ask is, would you like to see a new Fallout New Vegas sequel, or would you like to see Obsidian get their hands on the Fallout IP once again? And... I think that I associate this directly with the 343 conversation that I just had. Uh, Potentially, that's a little bit, um, you know, presumptuous of me. But I love the idea of giving these famous IP to different studios to see what they do with it. Expand beyond it. And I think you see that with Marvel right now, where they're trying things with Avengers. They're trying things with the card game, with Marvel Snap. They're giving the IP out to different people. The Marvel's uh, Midnight Suns game that came out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, We also have the Spider-Man games coming from Sony. Let people experiment, try different things. And through that, you'll be able to come up with some very interesting, unique takes on the IP that you have. So that's my two cents there. I would love to see another Fallout game coming from Obsidian myself, but I'd love to hear your thoughts down below. To wrap up today's show, we have two stories that I do want to touch on. First and foremost, Marvel's Avengers is going to be winding down support at the end of September this year. They write over on the Crystal Dynamics blog, To our amazing community, after two and a half years and introducing 12 of Earth's Mightiest Heroes, following update 2.8 on March 31st, 2023, we will no longer add new content or features to Marvel's Avengers. All official support for the game will end on September 30th, 2023. Even after official support ceases on September 30th, both single and multiplayer gameplay will continue to be available. See below for more information. Update 2.7, which added the Winter Soldier Hero and Cloning Lap Omega level threat, is the last new content to be added to the game. No new cosmetics are coming to the marketplace, and all final balance updates will occur in Update 2.8 in March. Along with the end of development, we'll also be turning off the cosmetics marketplace. When Update 2.8 launches on March 31st, 2023, credits will no longer be available to purchase, and all remaining credit balances will be converted into in-game resources to aid ongoing adventures. Here's a table with the resources that will be granted based on existing credit balances. You can check that out over there if you're watching the YouTube version of the show. 
as a show of our appreciation for our community. Starting March 31st, 2023, we will make all the game's marketplace, challenge card, and shipment cosmetic content available to all players for free. Every single outfit, takedown, emote, and nameplate from the marketplace, challenge cards, and shipments will be free for all players from this date onwards if you own a copy of the game. Gifting the full library of Marketplace cosmetic content is a way to thank our community by letting everyone experience the breadth and depth of content in Marvel's Avengers. We know this is disappointing news as everyone in our community has such a connection to these characters and their stories. We are so, so grateful that you came on this adventure with us. Your excitement for Marvel's Avengers, from your epic photo mode shots to your threads theorizing when our next heroes would be, or I should say who our next heroes would be, to your Twitch streams has played a large part in bringing this game to life. We hope you continue to play and enjoy Marvel's Avengers. We can't thank you enough for your support and for being a part of our super team. Signed, the Marvel's Avengers development team. This has been a long time coming. And going back to my Marvel example from the previous conversation, this shows that sometimes experiments don't work out well. And this is a project that by all means should have been great. But for some reason, the gameplay just never really worked at launch, and they've made some significant improvements. I know that a lot of people in the community adore Marvel's Avengers. I never dove into it. I never really checked it out. But I will say that I hope they continue this idea going forward, because this, in my mind, and again, I could be making assumptions here, uh, is the evolution of what I wanted with Marvel Ultimate Alliance back in the day, and what Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 kind of brought on the Switch. Obviously, that's a very different kind of game, but something where you team up as a group of Avengers and you fight these super villains. I think it sounds cool. I think it was just poorly executed. So, need to see them giving everything away. Also unfortunate for the people that have spent tons and tons of money on this stuff uh, that you're just kind of getting a, a backhand and say, hey, that's cool. You got it uh, for a limited time as an exclusive and now everybody gets it. But I digress. Great for people who want to dive in before everything eventually goes offline, because I could imagine in probably two or three years, the servers are going to be pulled for this game and you'll no longer be able to play. Just making some assumptions there, but that's probably the case. And finally, for EA Play members, there are new rewards on the way for you that you can check out now and in the weeks ahead. And of course, this is for EA Play members as well as Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers, since EA Play is looped into that subscription as well. But you get perks in Battlefield 2042, Apex Legends, NHL 23, FIFA 23, Madden NFL 23, and Grid Legends as well. The things that always stand out to me personally are the first-person shooter perks, since I'm a big FPS guy. So the Battlefield 2042 Rare Earth Weapon skin for the M5A3 is in now through February 1st, and the Apex Legends Arc of Gold Weapon Charm is also going to be in the shop starting on January 17th and running all the way through February 13th. But you can always check out all of the perks that are available to you, which don't just uh, stay restricted to EA Play. There's plenty more there. If you head into the Game Pass tab on your Xbox and open up the Perks button, uh, you can find everything that's available to you right there. They also talk more about Dead Space that's coming up next week. You can get a 10% discount there if you are an EA Play member. And of course, they talk more about the recent games that have dropped as well. Uh, but all things considered, again, it's a nice perk to have as a Game Pass Ultimate member, especially as somebody who plays games like Battlefield and Grid. Uh, so it is nice to be able to check those out and get a little more bang for my buck. 
But that rounds out this week's episode of Exhibition, an Xbox podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, you like what you see and you're new here, be sure to hit that subscribe button and keep coming back for more because we always have some great conversations, even when, like today, they are a bit of a bummer. Hopefully next week is going to be better. I'm always, again, an optimist. I like to think towards the future and I wish the best for everybody out there and I hope you stay positive as well. But I'll catch you guys on the next one. Have a great week and remember, keep on playing.